Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face.
Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here today with us. We have Brian Goldman, Dr. Brian Goldman, here to talk about his new book, The Power of Kindness, Why Empathy is Essential in Everyday Life. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. Pleasure to be speaking with you, David. So um, tell me, what is white coat black art? White Coat Black Art uh, began as a book uh, that was originally, and in fact, a, a show concept that, that, that was originally entitled Medical BS. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so, so let's that's, get that out of the gate. Yeah, let's get right that out. right out of the gate. Yeah, basically, yeah. basically, it was about, it, 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 the concept behind the show, behind White Coat Black Art, is to disconnect. It, well, it started as, as pulling back the curtain and revealing the innermost thoughts of health professionals and what really is going on in the culture of modern medicine. Uh, and, you know, from a, from a physician point of view, but also including nurses, paramedics, social workers, mm. and all other, you know, allied health professionals, sure. uh, depending on whether we see them as, as, as we, the larger we, us, us and them, uh, and, you know, the us and them shenanigans that can go on in, in, inside the sliding doors of the hospital. And, and so the, the whole concept behind medical BS was, was the disconnect between what health professionals tell patients very earnestly or what they say in public, you know, when they're being quoted in the media and what they say to each other. And, and, and uh, I wanted to be able to, to reveal what they really mean mm. uh, when, they, when they utter medical BS and, uh, you know, things that they, they, they know or believe uh, to not be true. Wait, but so, they... so, so give me a good example of medical BS. Okay, so a, an example of medical BS is is um, you know, the influenza vaccine is a is a is a highly effective vaccine, and it's a, it's a it's it's or or to say that that the influenza vaccine is the most effective way of preventing uh, the flu, uh, which may be true, but it's missing the fact that that from year to year the effectiveness varies, and it right. can be as low as fifteen percent or ten percent. Which is not very effective at all. Right. So, right. but but when you say that it's the most effective, that's that's a relative as opposed to an absolute sure. benefit, and and uh, you know, or or for instance, you know, when a pharmaceutical company says that that uh, their wonder drug can reduce the risk of dying as a complication of a disease uh, by fifty percent, and what they mean is uh, it can reduce the number of deaths from two uh, patients per million sufferers to one patient per million sufferer. <laughs> right. And and that's a fifty percent sure, reduction, sure, but as is, a yeah. but as an absolute reduction it's it's utterly meaningless. Yeah, when you drill down to the numbers not sounding quite as impressive. And and uh, and so and so you know my my uh, and that's what that's what the show is all about and it it has it has evolved you know originally it was telling stories mostly from the perspective of health professionals uh, and and you know people enjoyed that people were saying wow I've never heard this before but but it has morphed into uh, talking about the patients experience or the experience of patients and families within the culture of modern medicine. Well, that and, way you get both of them. Well, and what I love about just the way you've described it is it sounds digitally empathetic. Does that make sense? Like here you are presenting this show online for people to listen to, uh, blogs, podcasts, writing, and, and, and through, through a digital meeting, and yet, and yet with this uh, emp empathetic edge. Because well, you're, you're, it's about listening, really, isn't it? Isn't oh, absolutely, yeah. and that's and that's my whole. I mean, that's how I connect with uh, people I interview, and uh, that's that's my stock and trade. And you know, whether I'm whether I'm doing interviews in the studio or field producing interviews, you know, I want to really understand people and I want to connect with them. 
and I would say that that uh, I found a kindred spirit in Alan Alda, who was who was on our show oh, earlier so this great. season, oh, wow. and and he wrote you know he wrote this wonderful book. Uh, if if I understood you, would I have this look on my face? Uh, and his his whole thing is connecting with people, engaging people, right. and uh, relating to them, uh, as they call it in acting. And uh, and uh, um, and in fact, you know, for me, when I interviewed him, the challenge was, you know, would he just see me as another interview? Uh, you know, who's people, someone who's mining for some original quotes and stories that have never been told before, right. or would we be it's able to find scoop. a way of connecting? And and so I read his book. You know, I read it carefully, and and um, I, I I I don't just read information. I'm putting two and two together. Mm, making you know, connections. And, exactly, and my book, and that's what my book is about. You know, not just uh, profiling some of the kindest people on the planet, but trying to figure out on some level what makes them tick. What I love, what I for me, one of the threads in your book is, and by the way, congratulations. Uh, it's uh, what and what a, what a great title. I love I love the I love the starting point. I love the presupposition. I love the also we, I need to do a little little shout out here the philosopher and me you op, you open up you know much like the road less traveled with this wonderful question or statement you say am I, am I a kind soul as an existential question it's right up there with why do I exist? I mean this mm. appeals to as my listeners will know this appeals to the philosopher and me the the socratic edge comes out uh, you've tipped your hat right out of the gate uh, 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 on the book. And, and I love that. And um, so, 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 but for me, they're, they're the thread is that hmm, every story, every person matters. That that's kind of what one one of the takeaways for me. Well, I'm glad I'm glad that that's what you're taking away from it because that's certainly the thing that you know in the arc of my own life, my own professional and personal life, that is. Um, the most important thing and 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 you know and and it, you know whether it's uh somebody who has uh an interesting background because they've accomplished a lot and they've been lauded and praised and 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 and, and people you know quote them in, in the media and follow their every move or whether it's a homeless person who mm-hmm. has a story to tell about about you know the final break from their family of origin and uh often it's not a pretty moment and uh and but but you know certainly uh, when I got into documentary production uh, 30 years ago, it was clear that 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 the you know my mentors taught me well. They taught me that everybody has a story to tell, and you just have to sit and listen to it, and 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 you'll find out what it is. Um, and and uh, you know you, empathizing with other people was certainly part part of, of of my journey. I knew I used it. One of the things I wanted to find out was was am I still a kind person? Right, right. And yeah. So tell tell us a little bit about that journey. So so were you? I guess maybe the other question I can ask, or another question to ask, is were you a kind soul? So is there is there a before and after here? Yeah, you know that's that's a really good question, and I would say that now, then, and for the rest of my life, I will vacillate back and forth from I am kind to I'm not kind. Uh, and and that's 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 part of you know what makes me run you know that's what makes me roll uh, I am motivated uh, I you know I, one of the things I discovered in uh, that you know before the book but also it was you know my understanding of myself was solidified during the research uh, for the book um, that that 
uh, a couple of things, I guess, that we present different sides of ourselves to different people mm. at different times. And some of those sides are kind and some of them aren't. And, and you know, sometimes I'm motivated by a, uh, uh, by, by a desire to truly connect and understand, and other times I'm motivated by a desire to feather my nest and, 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 and get the story get the get the interview get the get that original really interesting thing and 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 sometimes i'm really uh, connecting with the other person and i'm and i'm really worried about what's going to happen to them and and uh, i want to protect them and other times i don't feel that way at all and it depends on whether i'm working in the emergency department or or uh, with my, you know, with my immediate family, with uh, my partner Tamara's family, which is a different, a different uh, tribe, right. and and you know whether I'm in a social group, whether I'm having supposed to be having a good time, or whether I'm not supposed to be having a good time, whether I'm whether I'm faking that I'm having a good time, <laughs> so that I'm, uh, you know, and 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 uh, and you know, one of the most probably one of the most important things I learned um, in in at all is that at all times. Uh, the, at the highest levels of executive function, empathy is a choice. Kindness is yeah, a choice. It's yeah. never an imperative. And if someone tells me it's always an imperative, then I'm thinking they're a martyr. So do we choose to empathize because it's going to benefit us? I mean, you know, you say there's, I, I kind of went to the Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, we, yep. we like, we love to polarize, right? We really do. I mean, uh, even, you know, uh, those of us who say we're inclusive and are willing to listen, uh, we, we, we still like to compartmentalize and put people into boxes and labels and, and, and label things. It, it, is, is that a problem for empathy and for the, for, for your project, you know, pushing towards kindness, a more kinder world? It, it the the short well the short answer is that it could be a problem. It's a problem. I think you know. I, I don't think it's a problem if 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 you're doing thing you're constantly doing things that are universally considered good. Uh, and you know, in general, I, you know, we are hardwired to be to be empathic and kind because it's pro-social because it makes the world a better place. Uh, and 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 at its most elemental, it we wouldn't be raising our children if we if mm. we didn't have we'd be abandoning our children. Right. Instead, we bond to them almost instantly. And if you were to do a functional MRI of my brain and 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 you know my my child's brain when we're really connecting with one another, when we're clicking, then we might very well you know the same centers of our of our two brains are lighting up at the same time. Certainly, that's the case with mom and baby, mom and newborn baby, uh, but. Um, there's, there, you know, we there's the tension between that that urge to be kind and connect with other people, and that other, and, and that's probably a higher level function, and then that other more primitive part of our brain that that cannot resist under certain conditions separating ourselves into us and them, or ourselves and the other. And, and, you know, certainly you have seen that, particularly in the United States these days and, and right. you know, certain countries in, 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 in the EU that have been electing leaders that are nationalist. You know, and nationalist to me is code for uh, the big us and, and you them and, uh, and you're not us. And uh, that's why we have to erect borders and build walls, as, they've, as, 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 as Donald Trump has talked about. Uh, in the United States, and 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 by the way, and it's not just it's not just what he's saying. He's just symbolizing it. It's what people are are. It's what people in 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 the United States are saying, and 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 you know, frankly, I worry about it. And uh, I think us and them is in its ascendancy right right, right. now. 
Um, uh, you know, and so so that, that's some of the bigger picture tension, uh, us and them versus our desire to be kind. Then there's also you 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 raised a really interesting question, and that is why am I kind? If I am a kind soul, or or, or am I am I if I am I am I truly a kind soul, or am I simply trying to garner a reputation for kindness? Right. I'm working. So I'm working the system. I'm working the system, so yeah. people are going to say Brad Bryan's a really kind yeah. guy. Yeah. And and uh, and you know that opens up a lot of possibilities. You know, one of them is that I could be kind for the sake of solidifying my sense of superiority over somebody else. Yeah, it's kind of is there any such thing as a, a as a purely unselfish act? I suppose you know it would be would be a similar question. Oh, I think yeah, and I think there is. You know, I, you know, I'm 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 walking across. I fantasized about walking across a street and and uh, with my daughter and not seeing not seeing the car coming and pushing her out of the mm. way and taking the blow myself and just and just uh, yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. I love, I love how you say, this is going to stay with me, Brian, and, and thanks for that. We bond with our children. We don't abandon them. I mean, I think, I mean, if that's not a, a predisposition towards inclusion, uh, I'm not sure what is. Yeah, and it's not always easy. And it's not always easy. You know, you know so, so let's say, let's just agree, we, we know this to be true, most of us, let's say, globally, but do we actually practice it? Is is you know what what did what did uh, you, you traveled the world on this one you, you and I want to talk about neuroscience as well and and I want to touch on what robots had to teach you too so so there's lots to talk about but yeah we know this to be true but why is it so hard to practice? I, I think it's hard to practice because uh, well it depends on where you live it depends on what your lifestyle mm-hmm. is uh, it it I, I think that that. There are, you know, a, for every individual, the factors that that coalesce around, you know, are they net kind or net unkind? Um, you know, do they use their powers of empathy uh, or not? Uh, you know, I, there, there, there are certainly they'll be in, they'll be as individual as you and I and everybody else who's listening to us having this conversation right now. But there, are, I think there are some common factors. Um, you know, I, is 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 meanness on the rise? I think it is. Uh, I think I think that that they're, they're, you're hearing more talk in the it's, you know it's being amplified in the media in social media, separating us and them. Uh, uh, people are trying to gather their their communities and and they're trying to figure out who's us and who's them. And and some of the uses and them's are 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 built along religious and ethnic mm-hmm. lines, but I think they're also uh, uh, along along lines of philosophy, like uh, I think conspiracy theorists are, are coalescing around each other, around people like like Andrew Wakefield, who uh, who is go- still going around saying that that MMR vaccine causes autism, right. even though he lost his medical license, and he has found kindred spirits in in the in 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 conservative America right now. He's relocated to Texas and he's become a darling there, and 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 he's not alone there's, there are you know he's aided and abetted by russian bots uh and 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 they're 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 trying to 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 sow discontent and and disbelief uh over the over the the uh the effectiveness and safety of vaccines you know maybe sending out messages that say only rich people get the good vaccine you're probably getting the lousy one um, that they that they that they they wouldn't give to animals or you know some so, and, and stuff like that. Um, 
but then the question is, why do those messages resonate? They resonate, I think, when you've got people who are under stress, um, as, as I think many people are, uh, uh, and the, the stress comes from uh, stress over security or fear over security. The, 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 the security may be you know, security regarding your life, you know, the, the defense of borders, the perception that, that, that people are going to come and take your lifestyle away from you, um, precarious employment, precarious economy, precarious housing for some people. Um, and 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 I think the failure of 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 modern democracies to to take care of everybody, take care of the largest number of people, and 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 instead of relying on on bromides and 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 capitalist philosophies that 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 may have worked decades ago, there they are. Uh, they are, uh, and but have begun to fail. They and 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 I think, I think that that uh, you know there's a failure in liberalism today, for instance, to articulate a vision for people uh, who have uh, lost their jobs, who who have found that the that that they they don't know where they fit into the economy anymore. There's a lot of uh, 40 and 50 something men who, uh, for instance, who have no idea who they are or or what contributions they have to make. Well, if that's how you feel. Then you're going to be fearful that you're losing. You're going to lose what you've got. You're going to be angry. You're going to be under stress. And under those conditions, it's very hard to empathize with other people. So yeah. So anger. So yeah. It's kind of a chicken chicken egg thing to some degree, I suppose. But yeah, if you're if you're starting out with anger, if that's your your first thing, uh, yeah, you're you're probably not going to uh, bend towards towards treating others with kindness, respect, including embracing, and so on. Or if you're uh, so angry, uh, you're angry that you think something's been taken away from right, you, and that right. can be fueled uh, by that. I think politicians are very good at pushing that button. Certain politicians, uh, fear. So yeah, if angry. if you're living, if you're if you've got anxiety that you're that that you're under you're under threat, uh, so that your fight or flight response is is on fire, your your adrenal glands are on fire. That that's going to fire up a part of your brain called the amygdala, and the amygdala is 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 the part of the brain that separates us uh, ourselves into us and them, and and so so. You know, you begin to see some of the some of the connections between uh, external or social sure, phenomena sure. and what's actually going well, on in the con- brain. Con- and con- context, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're talking about here to some degree. I, you know, I wonder. You 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 certainly pre- present this beautiful argument, narrative. Uh, you know, for the, the personal thread and so on through through story, uh, uh, and 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 uh, this position that says there really is no downside to being kind, but but. Would would you say there that, that 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 there might be? I mean, maybe maybe there's a perceived downside, or you know, for folks who feel like they're you know they're they're anxious because they're threatened, or you know, they're living in this this world of fear and anger and so on. So so there's a perceived right uh, understanding that oh, I I can't be kind, therefore, because it what? it might lead me, I might become too vulnerable, or 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 I'll be taken advantage of, and and so on. Or here's another one yep. that you might be ridiculed by your in group. Mm, that your in group right. might say you're a you're a wuss. Right. Uh, you right. don't know how to be tough, and that that's that's the you know that's the uh, um, I think there's a difference between between defending borders, for instance, and and making sure that the uh, that the media takes photos of of kids in pens. Right. Uh, who are that? That's just that's just 
that's just saying, look how mean we can be. That's like it's it's almost a shaming experience, and uh, it's it, it, it's and 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 you and you can imagine that some people uh, in uh, will not be lauded for demonstrating kindness in a moment like that. They might actually be ridiculed or laughed at. And, well, Brian, isn't there a sense when? Hmm, I, I, I want to say there's a, some a perception that being kind is weak. Mm-hmm. And 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 you kind of fly in the face of that. There's, I mean, this is what this is what good leaders do. This is what good parents do. This is this is what good people do. We we empathize with others. Yeah, and we have at the moment we have a we have role, certain role models in the world. We have a president of the United States who uh, doesn't do that. He doesn't appear to shed a tear. He doesn't appear to to care about anybody other than himself. And and he's the alpha male at the moment. And and uh, and uh, you know there are some people who believe that he makes uh, Prime Minister uh, Justin Trudeau look like a wuss by comparison. And uh, you know there's the like from, I'm a I have to say I'm a I'm a uh, I'm a Trekkie. And uh, I remember, you know, watching. I remember the, I, you know, the the the, the old series, right. the the original series of Star Trek explored some very popular science fiction themes. And and one of them, you know, very early on, one of them, there was it was an episode. I believe it was called The Enemy Within. Oh yeah, you're a Kirk Turkey, all right. Split yeah. <laughs> into oh I am all right. Split into two Kirks. The ev- the the mean oh. Kirk, the nasty one, right. the one that that's a bit of a sexual abuser and drinks alcohol and it but but is decisive. Mm. And 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 the and and the nice Kirk who who stripped away of his and and you have Spock on the side who's calling the plays who's saying look look fascinating to look at this at this human being split into two and 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 you know this uh, that the somehow the, the the nice the empathic the kind version of Kirk is not decisive right and 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 I think that we have that fear I think we have that fear that 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 strongly leaders do the tough things. Um, by the way, as I found out, as I talk about in the book, as you, as you know from reading the book, st- some strong leaders are probably what we would call successful psychopaths. And psychopaths um, don't have empathy. Well, they have cognitive well, empathy. Well, and I wanted to bring up this idea of, and I love the Ma- Machiavellianism. You know, you, you, you do touch on that a fair, fair bit in the book. This, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that's exactly what you're referring to, but, but uh, some, some people s- are, 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 are wired in a very particular way. Yes, and they are. So if you are a member uh, in good standing of, of uh, uh, what is referred to as the dark triad, either uh, having a psychopathic personality disorder or a narcissistic personality disorder or a Machiavellian personality disorder, then you are challenged, uh, certainly in the empathy department, at least as, as far as feeling other people's pain. Mm. Um, uh, it has been argued that psychopaths are excellent at cognitive empathy and that they use that insight, that ability to imagine what it's like to be somebody else, not feel their pain, but but imagine what they might be feeling and have a pretty accurate read on that, uh, that uh, that... Uh, and that and that they are able to use that to manipulate their victims into doing things that they want. Right. Uh, they want them to do like give them adulation, or if they happen to be a conductor of an orchestra, contributing to the orchestra's foundation. You know, becoming major benefactors, and 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 they're very selective at uh, who they are kind to, 
who they pay attention to and who they don't. So they, you know, the, the the particular orchestra leader that 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 I'm referring to, that Scott Lilienfeld talked about, uh, major north, uh, you know, major conduct conductor of a major major North American orchestra, uh, that that this person was uncannily kind and attentive to benefactors, and 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 treated his uh, his orchestra like poop, and and and, I, and and this is of a kind that I'm certainly familiar with. I have met physicians who are amazingly kind to patients or to donors and treat colleagues, allied health professionals I've, like I've poop. Met, it's so funny, you know. I've I've certainly had my. We all have had our experiences of the Canadian health system, and on one hand, you just it's it's wonderful, it's marvelous. We have access and opportunity, you know, and I. And I and I work in international development, so I've seen some pretty uh, at-risk health systems. But but every now and then you 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 come out of a situation with one of those you know healthcare practitioners, and you think, wow, maybe maybe you should have went into real estate or you know <laughs> or or cars or, or used or, cars or yes. used cars. Yes, yes right. you know, yeah, I felt yeah, I felt like I just had my oil changed today. Yeah. So so tell me a little bit about that, Brian. Thirty years treating patients, ER uh, doctor. Um, did it chisel away at your your empathy? Yeah, it did, and and I would say that that uh, you know there, there was for me a big reveal, hmm. and and the for me the you know the personal reveal was was that uh, I, I I and I and I think it, it it came as much from the mistakes I made as you know as being told by a family once that I was very unkind. And that one hit me. Yeah, that's uh, that's got to be hard. Yeah, and uh, and and you know, in in large part because yeah, patients and families may not know competence, medical competence, when they see it. You know, they may be able to argue it. Maybe they have a physician in the family. I can always argue that 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 physician that they know who's telling them that they should sue uh, is is could be doing it for all kinds of other not unkind reasons, like Schadenfreude. Uh, for a colleague or maybe an opportunity to to appear to be the hero to the family, you know, implying without actually saying it that had they been the doctor in charge that this mistake would not have happened, mm. which well. which is yeah and 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 uh, uh, but 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 when a family calls you unkind, they they you know there's a there's a better than average chance that they've got a handle on kindness and they and they've seen a side of you that maybe you're not happy. Uh, that has poked through. What's, and that, fa- what's fascinating to me is that you received it. Yeah. That that the the soil was fertile. Yeah. And yeah. I'm fascinated by that for for a variety of reasons because so many of us would would probably just sort of respond with more unkindness, right? Yeah, or defensiveness, or lash out, which yeah. is what which is what I had been. And yeah. I guess I was in the right mood. Uh, maybe I, you know, and I had enough of an adult. You know, because your first reaction, you're reeling when you receive a letter like that. And I did. This was a this was a multi-page was a letter, letter yeah. beautifully written, and it was wow. you know it was it was laser like, and uh, and and it was true. But 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 I you know I I you know I spoke to my chief, uh, and he, either he or I first noticed that that this letter was not sent to the regulator. It wasn't sent to the College of Physicians and Surgeons or the State Medical Board. It was sent to me. Right. So they were trying to reach me. When you when you send a letter to the college, you're trying to to hold my feet to the fire and make me uncomfortable and and you know afflict the comfortable. Uh, whereas this was, they were trying to reach out to me, and 
and I, I was fortunate enough, I guess, to receive the message. Somewhere along the line, um, it, it, I decided that, uh, the, that, that the worst thing that people can do, human beings can do to each other, is to be bothered by somebody else's behavior and never tell them. That 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 the, well, the tyranny of the silence. There's a, well, there's a responsibility there, right? We're back to choice. Yeah, yeah. So they wimped out, and 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 and, and what does that tell you? That tells you that they are, um, they think that 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 expressing their opinion, first of all, like you know, it, it's it's not just that this is how I feel, but but that's true. It's it's I I'm about to deliver the universal truth to you. Mm. Uh, and I listen. I remember as a, as a kid, somebody said, "How come nobody likes you, Goldman?" <laughs> I mean, that was said to me when wow. I was about 14 years old. Wow. And 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 you know, why would I why would I still remember that as if it was yesterday? Well, you know, maybe it's a little thing called shame. Uh, that mm. Brene Brown talks about. Yeah. She's a oh, wonderful wow. author who has written extensively about about shame. But she tends to write from the you know from the pr- perspective of a woman as if as if, and well she is a woman, but also that that women have a monopoly on shame, right? And that men have no shame. And and you know there there are all kinds of cultural reasons that 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 might that that might be true that women may may be more shame prone than men. But but I am a shame prone guy, and I I it, and it was through my it was it was the way I would beat myself up over errors. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm around all kinds of people in medicine and well, not so much in medicine, no, no, in journalism. Yes, where they make mistakes but they don't act as if they've killed somebody. Right. When they when they make a mistake, <laughs> right. um, yep. you know, some are more perfectionistic than others. Right. Some are very perfectionistic and others aren't, but in medicine there is a predilection for perfectionism. Oh, and, yeah. And oh, yeah. Under, and it's understandable, right? I mean, uh, really? So yeah, you yeah, mean understandable yeah, in the sense yeah. that 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 well, of course they should never make a mistake. But but where does that come from? And I think that perfectionists drift into medicine because many of them are shame prone. Mm, many of them yeah, are hoping that if they do enough good work, and of course this is all unvoiced, unspoken, sure, that they, yeah. because most of them would never see a psychiatrist because if they did then that would stigmatize them. They right, would show that right. they're weak. Um, they, uh, but but I, I believe, this is just my opinion, that, that the shame-prone people in healthcare uh, went into healthcare to do enough good works to try to throw the monkey of shame off their back. And, of course, it doesn't happen because as soon as they get caught out making a mistake, watch, by the way, watch the defensiveness of healthcare professionals. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. No, it was his fault. You know, or or that I and and or or in a really tough voice, they they give you seventy reasons why you're wrong. Right. Instead of hearing it, right. They don't yeah. want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Proudly determined. Yes. And um, and families yeah. and that that's back that's and when families uh, have a medical mistake and they meet the hospital, the hospital's rolling their eyes because they've already labeled the family a complainer. If they're having a meeting. They've probably already labeled the family as, as complainers, and and that's like the second act of unkindness, the second injury after after the after the 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 um, medical uh, mal the, the medical error, and 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 you know the book for me began as uh, an examination of empathy in healthcare, right. and and the, and that's what I pitched, and the publisher I think wisely said nah, that's too narrow. Why don't you go out into the world? Yes. 
see what see what see what's going on out there. Collect some stories. We've we've barely scratched the surface. Um, we're going to have to wrap it up in a couple of minutes. But but uh, we haven't talked about neuroscience. We 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 you know we haven't talked about what 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 is a story over science have to tell you? Where is truth to be found? And uh, it sounds to me like it's almost. I mean, it sounds trite to say truth is found in the anecdote, but in a sense, that's that's kind of what's going on here. And I love that about what you've done and how you've stepped out into the world to learn more uh, about empathy. Is it fair to say that part of the reason the soil was fertile for you is that the letter was written in, well, you, you use the phrase laser focus, but, or laser, I think you use, you use the word laser, but um, it was, it, it was a kindly written letter about your unkindness. Yeah, you know, I think it was. I think it's fair to say that the, I think you're bang on. Uh, and, and um, you know, I think that, that there are many definitions of kindness. Mm. And one definition is That's when good. someone actually takes the time to point out that your shoelaces aren't tied uh, properly or that, or that you're, you know, you don't, know, you don't understand. You've got a lot of gifts, but you're also, but you're also coming across like this. And I think a lot of us don't take the risk of saying that to somebody else because we're afraid that we're wrong. We're afraid that it's going to have a bad reaction. Right. And and this man, the husband of this patient, um, was 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 not afraid. He was fearless. He was also in pain, and uh, and grieving. And uh, he needed to have, I guess, some closure. He also needed to he needed to know mm. that at the very least, you know, the circumstances surrounding his wife's death. Um, you know, at the end stage of a degenerative disease, that 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 to give it more meaning, that it would have more meaning if somehow that experience had well, a lasting impact well, on the doctor, and, and it did. It, and isn't it beautiful that that he stepped out, that he took the risk, and 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 look what it leads to, right? Uh, I, I mean, I just love that 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 incremental uh, power to change. And David, yeah, and you're, and I'll say one more thing about that. You know, of all the people I met. Uh, Theodore Fontaine, Ted Fontaine, uh, survivor of Indian residential schools, two of them in Manitoba, who suffered, you know, unspeakable horrors, unspeakable abuse, uh, had, you know, was was an alcoholic, is an alcoholic, and and uh, and yet pulled himself up by his bootstraps, uh, overcoming PTSD and 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 alcohol use disorder to become a leading light in his community. The author of of, of his own book about uh, about uh, his experiences and and he, and you know I when I when I went through the experience like he's the the mentor to 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 the spiritual advisor to uh, and the indigenous advisor to a project in 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 Manitoba called embodying empathy so this is taking funding mm-hmm. from the truth and reconciliation uh, commission uh, to create a virtual version of an Indian residential school now I went through a prototype of that school and I had a flashback to the day I had the strap. I got the strap as an wow. eight-year-old. And, and the thing that I will never forget is that I told this story to Ted Fontaine after I had interviewed him. And, and he, uh, you know, I, I took a, it was a big risk because I was apologizing as I said it. He could have said, you know, go away, whatever. So you had the strap. It's, that's nothing compared to what, right. what, what, what my people have, have experienced. Instead, he empathized with me. Mm. He went out of his way to mm. empathize with me. And, and the thing that I've learned is that, is that it doesn't matter how much pain people have experienced. You have the cro- you're at the crossroads, David. You can, either, you can either be consumed by that pain or you can use it to empathize with others. Yeah, so and that's 
what he did, and well, that's my mission too. And what's beautiful too about that, and then maybe this is where we can wrap. I've got so many more questions. I think we need to do a part two for sure. But the, this um, this idea that we're I mean, you, you, you show us that we're wired, you know, scientifically wired to empathize with one person at a time, but you also show us through, through story, uh, through other experience and, and, and stepping out into the world that this is also true, that, that this is how we can actually change the world. You, it's, you know, you, you don't need the many, fo- focus on the one. Yeah, and, and in fact, uh, as that's one of the critic, criticisms uh, 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 from that from that wonderful book against empathy, uh, which uh, you know that's also out in the air right now that that, that you can't empathize with the people, right. that and that 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 is the that that's the Achilles that's one of the Achilles heels of of empathy. Paul Bloom's book uh, against empathy that you can that you can only that you can't empathize with the people. So if you have a persecuted people, you can only empathize one person at a time. It's not it's not the Achilles heel. It's a limitation of empathy, but it also tells you but that that it's the way to achieve empathy right, and right. if you achieve it connect with somebody one person at a time then you can change your life and you can change their life and then watch them pay it forward and watch the ripple effect over over the months and years and decades well i think i think the letter leading to the 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 your book and your project and 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 what you're doing is is evidence of that and th- thanks for your time today brian i uh, we've been talking to Brian Goldman uh, about his new book, The Power of Kindness, Why Empathy is Essential in Everyday Life. Am I a kind soul is, is the question that should, we should be waking up uh, and reflecting on tomorrow morning. Thank, thanks so much for your time today, Brian. You're welcome, David. Nice talking to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.